everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and night. You are now listening to Greg Talks. My name is Greg, I am 19 years old, and I am currently a student at Community College. So, one thing I wanted to talk about on this podcast or show is Avatar The Last Airbender. And the reason for that is, is it actually played a heavy role in one of the main reasons why I actually still watch anime today and why I am a cartoon fanatic, as you will find out in later episodes. But let's get right into Avatar. So I started watching Avatar around, I want to say like early 2000s. I don't know how old I was, probably like six, seven, maybe eight. And it came on Nicktoons primarily. I know it premiered on Nick, but I didn't really get around to watching it until they moved it to Nicktoons. And, you know, as I was watching it, though, it was I looked upon it as this kind of a goofy cartoon about this boy, you know, named Aang and his journey to becoming like the last airbender. And I always kind of enjoyed the, the banter between Aang and his friends and some of the antics that they got into, especially in the first season, because like they were really fooling around a lot of the time in the first season. But as the show kind of progressed, you know, it got more and more serious and the stakes got higher. And I think the reason why I gravitated was, you know, you always see like kind of dark stuff like, you know, anime is known for being more edgy than a lot of American cartoons. But when you get around to watching Avatar The Last Airbender, you really get um, that same kind of sense that people can actually die or that, um, you know, the world is at stake or at least the known world because an avatar like it's not like the whole world is explored i mean they travel a lot but you know you really get a sense of like things can be and will be destroyed if the fire lord is not stopped and i actually recently like bought the entire series from best buy um just because i mean i wanted to have it in my possession because it is a classic but getting on back to the show, you know, it's just, um, really amazing though, how they really show like all different aspects of the human condition. I mean, Aang, getting back to Aang, he kind of like, you know, when he first awakens though, he doesn't really know the state of the world. And when Katara and Sokka kind of like explain to him, like, dude, your people are like dead. And then when Aang discovers this, he like kind of breaks down because he doesn't know how to process it because, you know, we find out later on in the series that he, you know, he ran away because he didn't want to take on the responsibility of being the Avatar. And then to come back and find that all of his people are dead and he could have done something about it. And then to have Katara say like, it's not your fault you know, that this happened though, you know, this happened as a result of, you know, the fire Lord, like he's the one that killed your people. It's not, it's not all on you or really it's not even on you at all that this happened. So, you know, Aang had to kind of learn to stop blaming himself for all the problems in the world and start focusing on what he could do now. And that was really powerful to me because I mean, like I said, there weren't a lot of cartoons that were really touching on those kind of subjects, especially not in the early two thousands. I mean, I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any show that was really saying or really doing the same kind of stuff as Avatar. I mean, Teen Titans, I guess, but um, Teen Titans was like a property based off of something that already existed. 
and it was just a reiteration. Avatar was something original, though. So, you know, in itself, it was doing something new that hadn't been done on American television. Um, but yeah, Avatar really changed my perspective on what American cartoons could say and the the messages that they could, um, you know, produce. And just getting into some of my favorite characters, um, Aang, believe it or not, is not my favorite character. Um, it is actually Zuko. Zuko is my favorite character. And the reason for that is because I feel like he had one of the best character arcs in the entire show. This man went from literally seeking the approval of his dad, who literally said he wanted him to die. And he spent all of his time trying to search for Aang, only to discover that what he was doing through the guidance of his uncle was wrong and that he was seeking approval for a man that didn't even really want him. And, you know, once he realized that, you know, he, he real he sided with the avatar and said like, you know, as much as I, you know, as much as like, I may love my dad, you know, I think it's probably best that I side with you and take him down because I know that I don't agree with his methods because he straight up wants to rule the world and I don't want to do that. So, you know, Zuko kind of made like, he didn't do a 180. It was gradual because this took this literally, he didn't fully, fully change until like season three officially. So this really spanned the whole course of the series, which is, which is why it makes it so great character development wise. Um, and then I think, uh, my other favorite character is Sokka. And I know what you're all thinking, like, Sokka? Like, what? That, that goofball, that idiot, though, who just, like, acted like a fool for the sake of comedy relief? Yes, I like that guy. You know, the reason why is because Sokka... I saw, like, a lot of Sokka in myself, because Sokka hated on himself for not being able to do certain things, because he could not bend... And like all, all he had was his strategy and his ability to invent things. So he didn't really have anything else. So he had to depend on his wit and his ability to just kind of talk his way out of his way out of certain scenarios and situations, which I think a lot of people find themselves because real people don't have power. Like you, you have to use your, you know, street smarts a lot of time and your book smarts to kind of navigate different life problems. So Sokka was a great representation of that because it wasn't until he realized that he once he decided to be more confident in himself is when he fully became who he was supposed to be, you know, and he actually helped Aang really in more ways than one to, to save the world, you know, and, you know, he became a leader, <laughs> you know, it's funny though, leaders always start out as like, I feel like a lot of leaders are super, super insecure at the start, though. But once they become confident in themselves, they really impact others in a way that other people wouldn't have not even imagined. And then my third favorite character is Toph. Um, Toph, enough said, is really amazing because she pretty much was a character that was founded on the principle of independence. And, you know, when you first get introduced to her, you get kind of like a shocker that, you know, she's this small girl and she's of royalty, 
but she's a badass and she's literally a prodigy in earthbending. And her parents didn't want her to earthbend because they were so afraid of her safety because they wanted to protect her. And Toph was like, get that out of here. Like, I can do this on my own. Like, I don't need people to pamper me. Like, I'm my own person. I can make it out here. You know, and that's that's what made Toph, like, a very great character. Of course, there was some flaws to this because, you know, at times it took her a while to warm up to the other people in the group because she was so used to, you know, wanting to prove that she was strong and wanting to prove that she could do things by herself, you know. But she had to learn how to also depend on others to help fill out those weaknesses that she had not yet explored to become stronger. So when she learned that, then she fully became who she was supposed to be in the show. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you have Katara and you have like other characters like Azula. But, um, you know, Katara... I mean, she had moments. Um, she never really connected with me as a character. Not because she was a girl, but she was the maternal figure of the group. So, I mean, at the time, I was not, I didn't really see the importance of Katara. I see the importance now, you know, because she kept everybody together and kept everybody sane despite, you know, her losing it at times. But, you know, she was, she was a great character as well. But overall, as you can see, though, the show is really great. If you have not checked it out, like, what are you doing? You need to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Go buy it. Go stream it online, um, wherever you can find it, because that is like a show that you really don't want to go the rest of your life without seeing. You, you need to see it. So, on another point, earlier this year, in the month of February, I started coaching under an ADD coach, and her job essentially was to help me more effectively use my planner because before that um I was really horrible at um really keeping track and following up with people an argument can be made that I haven't really improved that much but I definitely have made a lot of more major improvements towards planning out things for sure but anyway I um she basically um gave me some pointers as to how I could better utilize my planner more and the first thing she told me was to think about my planner in more positive terms rather than negative terms. And what she meant by that is when you have so many negative emotions, you're not going to want to pick up your planner, especially when you associate those negative emotions with uh, a research paper or boatloads of homework or whatever it is that you know that is going to be super taxing um, and is going to take you a long time. So you have to think about it in a more positive manner because when you do that, you're more likely to write it down. You're more likely to keep tabs on where you are currently located within said projects and you're more likely to get things done. So that was the first thing. The second thing she told me was to um, picture something that relaxes you or calms you. And the first thing that came to my mind was an ocean and... Why an ocean? Well, the reason is because when I think of the ocean, I think of like how water flows and is free and it's not really constrained and it never has to worry about like getting to where it needs to be. It just goes. It flows essentially. So that was, you know, the picture I was having in my head when it comes to things that calm me down. And it is kind of ironic because my favorite color is red and I associate a lot of my personality with fire um, spiritually and physically, because I literally get 
super red when I'm passionate about something. My blood boils legit. But um, anyway, getting back to the planner thing, I um, you know, I, I basically started printing out pictures of the pic of the ocean, and I started putting them in my planner so that every time I open up my weekly view, I see that ocean, and it just kind of brings this um this calmness to my mind so it makes me more likely to write down things for the week um and essentially those were the two things that i have implemented so far and they have done great wonders for me and i hope they would do wonders for you especially if you're struggling with procrastination or if you're like me and have severe <laughs> ADD or ADHD uh it can help in both uh categories um but you know as to how it has helped me out though um it definitely has decreased my anxiety for sure because whenever i know i'm like whenever i'm not sure or whenever i'm not in control of something that i know in the back of my mind needs to get done i lit, i start panicking because i know like I don't know when the due date is, so I don't know like how soon it needs to be completed, and I also don't know how I need to break down or manage my time with said assignments in order to most effectively complete certain iterations of my assignments to get them fully completed by the due date. So I literally start overthinking, like, which is why, like, you know, I start, you know, I have a picture of the ocean. And I think more positively because it literally calms me down and it forces me to plan those things out to decrease my anxiety. So it's kind of a win-win in both scenarios. You know, by doing those things, I use my planner more. And by using my planner more, my anxiety decreases. So that's kind of how it has helped me. And with that, I'm going to bid you guys adieu. You can find this podcast once again on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and iTunes, respectively. And this episode will be uploaded to YouTube on Saturday at 9 a.m. as usual. And all of what I just said goes for every episode that will be uploaded henceforth from this moment. So there you go. And... For those of you who are worried about me um, talking about Endgame next week, don't worry about it. I'm not going to talk about it for at least two to three weeks after the movie comes out. So you guys are good. And with that, I'll have another conversation for you guys at another juncture, at another day, at another place, at another time. <laughs> um, see ya.